Hey everybody, this is Ken. And this is Deanna. And this is episode two of Pumpkin Spice Thrillers. Scary movies for basic people. Boo. Hey everybody and welcome back to episode 2 of Pumpkin Spice Thrillers where we'll be talking about the 2002 Jesse Bradford, Erica Christensen movie Swim Fan. A high school senior with a promising swimming career has a one night stand with consequences. Mm -hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so honestly Deanna, before we even go any farther, I just want to get a read from you. Did you like this movie? You know, um... Great question. Uh, I will preface it by saying I've seen Swim Fan now twice <laughs> in probably two months because me and you watch it together, which kind of instigated our kind of new obsession with psychosexual thrillers and the podcast and all that. And then I rewatched it last night for today's podcast. I would have to say no. I, I would say I I did not like it. Um, you know, it was a lot happening, but then no motivation, no reasons why. Mm. Unclear. Um, lots of logical fallacies. So I would say not my favorite. What about you? So it's so interesting. I felt like my first time seeing the movie, I was underwhelmed. And then my second time watching it a few months ago, I kind of was just underwhelmed and lost focus and I don't know if you remember this but my roommate Laura came in and we I decided that Eric Christensen looked like a young Kelly Clarkson so we just started playing Kelly Clarkson music on the guitar over the movie so I actually kind of missed a fair bit of it two months ago it was like a multimedia it it was a full it became the entire thing became a Kelly Clarkson music video (laughs) with my, my roommate and I playing the guitar and singing over it um, so I kind of lost a couple of the twists and turns last time. This time, came home from work, sat down, hunkered down and really focused. And I actually kind of loved it. Oh, interesting. And I have to say, I felt like it was actually very spooky, very well done. Hmm. So let's, I guess let's just kind of dive in. Let's go through the recap. I mean, as you probably got from the trailer... Ben, who again has turned his life around from being a juvenile delinquent, mm-hmm. he's this amazing swimmer, and we're told that Stanford scouts are coming to the meet on Thursday specifically to see him swim. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, if you do well at this meet, you're going to go to Stanford. Mm. Yeah. So stakes are immediately high. Also, the meet, just as context, one of my major problems with the movie, um, the meet is four days, basically, from when the movie begins. Right. So everything that we're about to unpack happens over the course of days somehow yeah Yeah, very quick so also like just ben's whole character development and remind me very much of like high school days you know he's like has swim practice and is invested in that and then he's like working at a hospital i could just like imagine like a college resume being built (laughs) through these different things like loving mother like totally his dog he's always like Feeding the dog. Yeah, yeah. Probably like throwing like a National Honor Society meeting or two. And then that's totally. like basically your college application. Totally. Basically. So it's like very sweet, very high school. Then also, I would also venture to say that in the beginning of the movie, I didn't love his girlfriend, Amy. She was just kind of drippy, you know? She was just yeah. always like a little bit, I don't know, a little bit whiny, a little bit sad. Also, uh, so he has this big possibility of going to Stanford coming up, the recruits coming. Um we see a scene early on where Amy's like, hey, I wanted to talk to you about something. Right. Um, I know I was going to go to, they live in Rhode Island, and she's like, I know I was going to go to college in Rhode Island, and you were going to go to Stanford, but what if I went to Berkeley instead? Which is also interesting. Like, did she already apply? Is she going to apply? Is she just convinced? I, I don't know. Right. Like, But she seemed to feel like she had Berkeley in the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, what if I went to Berkeley instead? And we got an apartment together. Right. So we could go there together. Which, Deanna and I both live in the Bay Area. Yes. Deanna, can you imagine commuting between Berkeley and Stanford? I, I could not. Yeah, because I actually work in South Bay. So from the city to like where Stanford is, it's maybe like up to an hour commute. And then same 
potentially 30 to an hour from the city to... To Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking two-hour commute door-to-door for their freshman year in college. Right. Where they're just... I mean, it was sweet. It was like sweet high school. They right. think it's forever. Right. Like, spoilers, you'll break up by Thanksgiving. Totally. Knows, exactly. Exactly. And then deeply regret your apartment <laughs> that's in like the outer sunset oh or God, the excelsior truly. just like so inconvenient neither of you are having a real college experience anyway um but yeah just i love the fact that actually the stakes are really high right before all of this goes down so talk to us about when the villain right enters okay the scene. so the villain um so ben is at school and this new girl shows up she's having problems opening her locker you know she asks for him for help and he's able to use her hairpin to pick open her locker. Basically, like within four hours, they're like at a diner having dinner together, right? So they meet in that moment. Um, he's like driving home, somehow like accidentally almost hits her with his car. So then of course offers to take her home um, in his car. Then she leaves her notebook in his car. So then he has to go back to her place and then give it back to her. And then she's like, oh, are you hungry? I haven't eaten all day. And then they're like off at a diner together. What yeah. did you think about all that? Okay, so my take, so Erica Christensen walks in, and just as at the scene, everyone else in this high school looks pretty much like a kid who would be at a high school. Mm. Um, Erica Christensen <laughs> walks in, and you see her, and she's dressed like a 1940s secretary, like everything, like yeah. the hairstyle, the outfit. She's in heels and like, I had like a tight sweater from the and like bobby pins in her hair yeah. and. Like a like a mid calf length yes. fitted skirt. Yes. And she I mean, she looks like a secretary. the librarian yeah. who's like two into books mm. from the first half of the century and like dresses <laughs> like the character. She looks twenty years older than everyone else she in the building. Looks older. Um, but immediately they like hit it off. She takes you know, she takes a shine to him and every scene that I see her in, just like Every time we see her, she's like wearing only a trench coat, like right, like head to toe. Or later, she's wearing a um, a pinstripe um, skirt suit, sort of like she's a lawyer or something over a bra, yeah. like she's Ally McBeal oh, or yeah, something. Yeah. It's just like, like a lot the car, yeah. of strange. Later, when she's at the funeral scene, she looks like thoroughly modern <laughs> Millie. She has like a flapper hat yes. on at the funeral. It's just like I feel like whoever was doing the costume design for this was like. She is going to be a 1940s, like, femme fatale, like, film noir, mysterious woman. And we are just not even going to subtly hint to that. We're not going to be, like, you know, give her, like, a bold lip or something or, like, whatever. No, we are going to fully costume her as though this was a period movie while everyone else is dressed like Yeah, like, like she's in a different movie. But no one else talks about that the entire time. No, while all the girls are just wearing, like, Adidas jackets and spaghetti straps. Totally, exactly, exactly. And those jeans where the seams are, like, inside out and reveal. And very flared. Sherry Appleby is very flared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she is, you know, she does obviously come in. She's a little like more mysterious. She's a little more sexy, and she knows what she wants. So basically, the way our hero gets into trouble, they end up spending this time together. We can tell he's attracted, but he's doing the good guy thing. Mm-hmm. He's told her, "I'm in a relationship," and she kind of seems to accept it, but keeps pushing to spend more time with him. And so that ends up with the two of them in the pool together. Yeah, this is like the same day. This is the same day, and so it ends up nighttime. And she convinces him to take her to the pool. Um, where when we see the scene begin, he's just swimming laps while she sits and watches. Right. Which made me also wonder, was he like, did he have his like speedo or did he just like swim like in his Like maybe it was in his locker? Oh, like, sure. That's a good logistical. Yeah. Yeah. And also it's just like at first it's like, that's actually a really cute day. And then the entire thing, she ends up taking her clothes off. Of course. And getting into the pool. And I thought this is actually a really cute date, except <laughs> for the fact that he has a girlfriend and she's insane. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So she's like in her lacy bra and she's like walked into the pool while he's doing mid laps. And she's like, I don't know how to swim teach me teaches her how to swim it also like wondering there like does she actually not know how to swim like is this a ploy mm-hmm. um but basically this gets to them the like the pivotal scene the scene that sticks with you from the trailer thing that will you'll never forget if mm. you see this movie is eric and christensen pressed up against jesse bradford yeah um in the pool and essentially after he kind of resists a couple times 
Um, she kisses him. She says, it's okay. It's a secret. We don't have to tell anybody. Um, and then the real clincher, they start to make out. They start to have sex. And she has a request for him. What's the request? The request it? is, tell me you love me. And he goes, what? And she says, you don't have to mean it. Just say it for me. So he does. So he does. Yeah. So how did you feel about that, Danny? Because that's something that really like, is supposed to supposed to hit home for us. Um, I was actually wondering if like girls actually got asked guys to do that and if they just did it. So it felt like a normal thing to you. No, I I mean <laughs> <laughs> Like you're thinking about whether you should add yeah, this I'm to like, your like bumble date yeah, arsenal. Yeah, 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 Like should I change my description? Just right. Tell, tell me, me you love me. me. You don't have to mean it. Just say it for me. Totally. Or maybe that make that into a card and just like give that as a hallmark. Totally. Card. Yeah. So I was like, are is that well? Maybe this is what I was wondering. Is like, is that what girls want to hear, or are there girls out there who are like want to hear that? Wait, that's so interesting. So you, okay. So you were thinking, <laughs> you were reading her at this point as like a normal girl and just trying to think <laughs> about. I mean, like, no, obviously it wasn't like she was normal, but I think it was, or maybe it was like, okay, if a girl asks you to do something that insane, but like you're in the middle of hooking up, would totally. you just do it? Because he literally totally. has a girlfriend. He just did it. Totally. So, totally. Yeah. He has a girlfriend and he said, this isn't like, this shouldn't happen. This isn't happening. She asked him to tell you that was And his first reaction is like, what? Yeah. And there's a then, long pause and you could tell, I actually thought that was like a great written, a well-written, well-directed, well-acted mm, moment. Because for me, it really grabbed at me of like, I don't know. So for you, you were looking at tips for your next date. Mm-hmm. But for me... Yeah, of seeking guidance. I took that as like, oh, even though he's already sleeping with another woman, like, oh. this is the this would be the real betrayal. Oh, interesting. Even if he doesn't mean it. And I, and I felt like... And it was also so chilling to me that she... You know, she's like entrapped him so thoroughly. And then she's also... I don't know if this was like something supernatural. Like it would be like you like made a deal with the devil you like gave the witch oh. your promise and now you have to you know yeah, like and it she felt very powerful with it. yeah yeah wielding her powers so to you that didn't make you feel worse than everything else that was happening no i thought it was just like a heat of the moment thing he was just like just like dumb enough not even dumb he was just like whatever else totally whatever totally you know, heat of the moment and he's already doing it i mean you know yeah but for sure and like taking a step back, mm. like isn't it something that this was like a PG thirteen movie? Like that scene. It was a very sexy scene for very, teen movie. Yes, very I was, sexy. Actually, at that moment, it was like, was it just a theater full of like fourteen year olds with boners, like totally. watching Swim Fan? Like totally. That was like a lot. To be totally, honest. it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, so I mean, I think you know, not to go through all the twists and turns, but it, you know, essentially. After sex, they kind of agree to right. go their separate ways, never speak about it again, just be friendly. And over the course of the next maybe half hour, 40 minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. um, she continually doesn't get the hint and in fact like gets creepier and creepier, sending him pages on his pager, yes. sending him hundreds of emails with old school pre-iPhone uh, nude selfies. Oh my gosh, nude we should talk about selfies, the, which the, is great. Yeah, we should talk about the nude. So she sent him eighty-five emails. Okay, <laughs> he logs on and it's swimfan eighty-five. Swimfan eighty-five has emailed him eighty-five times. He opens one of them in the school library, and what is it but a nude? But it's like the original <laughs> selfie. The send original a nude. selfie. She has like a real old school camera. Yes, her breasts are like pressed together yep. behind the camera. Yep. yep. Which is like flashing, and then she She's, has like an intricate background. Like she has like a beaded curtain yes. behind her that was actually quite lovely. Yeah, it's like probably Urban Outfitters. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And so she sent him a very artful nude. Definitely. Um, so she's just crazy, and then they go to a party where her um, Amy, his girlfriend, like introduces him to her. Like they had met at the party, and she's just acting kind of insane. And um, for some reason, Amy has to go to his car. Totally. And then what happens when she goes to move his car at the party? Well, so, I mean, basically she's doing this thing where at every turn she's pretending to be really friendly, but she's circling in on him and getting close with everyone in his life, right? Mm -hmm. So she 
becomes new best friends with Amy, his girlfriend, and mm-hmm. pretends never to have met him. She um, starts going out with, or starts like flirting with his teammate Josh, mm-hmm. who has like who's like kind of competitive with him. She even visits his mom on his birthday, but um, and yeah, and she like leaves things around. She leaves flowers in his locker. She leaves her panties in his truck, right. and like sets him up for Amy to almost find them. Yep. Um, and she just repeatedly, every time they actually talk about it, she's kind of like, oh, I know we're just friends. We're just friends. But she's just, and you can tell he wants to just put this to bed, especially as we keep being reminded Stanford is coming up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So we have Stanford in a few days and his mm-hmm. life is kind of crumbling around him as he's trying to steer clear of this girl and also hopefully, you know, not let Amy find out. Yeah, I mean, before things get truly crazy, though, I did have this thought. It's like, what if this is, like, the Ben perspective of what happened? And actually, <sighs> is Ben a oh, yeah. fuckboy? What if this is what your if ben, feminist response? Exactly. To... This movie was written by Ben, right? It's his perspective. Think, Let's, like, reel it back. So, like, you have an amazing <sighs> day with a guy. Maybe he mentioned his girlfriend. Maybe he did it. Uh, maybe like, maybe. amazing day. Like, you go to dinner. He drives you home. You guys talk about... Your passions. He's into swimming. You're into the cello. Oh, she's so into the cello. So into the cello. You like go for a night swim. It's sexy. You have this amazing time. And then what happens? And then he's like, I want nothing to do with you. Nothing to do with you. But he isn't obvious about it. He doesn't say get away from me for a while. He's like send nudes, send Send eighty five nudes. You take all these nudes to the school computer. Um, You're like giving him little gifts he's telling you about his mom's birthday so you like buy flowers for his birthday so what like you know is there maybe an alternative reality where maybe Ben is a fuckboy I do want you to make the feminist response I mean your feminist response it's all very gone girl it's like he should she said yeah um, conflicting narratives so one thing I do want to get to this is not a major point in the movie but at a certain point there's a conflict over like Amy and new girl um Erica Christensen, oh, whose character name is Madison Bell. Oh, right, literally. Which is not the name of like a phone company or something. I thought like it was Thomas like, Edison's phone company. Oh, I thought it was like the name of that dating site for like, like people who wanted to cheat. <laughs> no, remember? that's um, Ashley Madison. Oh, okay, great. Madison Bell is um, no, I guess it's, I guess it's not the name of a phone company. What well, is Bell that? is the name of a phone company. Alexander Bell, the inventor of the Bell telephone. Phone company it's just see like edison bell bell telephone yeah bell i think it's alexander bell, bell. oh yeah i mean invented by alexander okay oh. anyway yeah um so one thing i did want to cover though early on this is not that important but basically madison and amy both leave stuff both leave stuff in ben's locker on the same day oh right um and madison's left these flowers um but Amy leaves a card, and this is supposed to, he opens the locker, there's a card taped to the inside of it, he takes it, and I think you're supposed to just be like, oh, she's so sweet, like, it's so sad that she's such a great girlfriend, right? and he just, like, fucked the new girl at school, mm-hmm. the, like, 1940s secretary right. who just started going to their school, um, but the card says, and again, they're, they're already, like, either having sex or they're about to have sex, she... Has proposed that they move to California together and ruin both of their college experiences right, by living together. to live in an overpriced apartment in San Francisco. Although actually, two thousand two might have been a great time to get an they apartment in San together. Francisco. They should have bought. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> should have bought. Um, anyway, this is the card. I actually screenshotted oh, it on my laptop. Um, Dana, will you read this card? We'll, we'll we'll include this in the show notes. But will you read this card out loud, please? Yeah, this card says Ben. I am so proud of you, exclamation point. I love having you in my life, Amy. That is literally word for word, verbatim, the card that my great aunt sent to me for my first communion. Oh, like, yeah. why is this is not a romantic or no. sexy? I, Nothing ben, specific. I am, ben, I am so proud of you. I love having you in my life. She even has like my great aunt's beautiful handwriting right. it's also, just not also like i love having you in my life is literally basically like, i love but i don't love you, you life, yet right it's like i love you ken I l- and then you're like i love, love having, having you in my, my life. life like literally a non-love I love having you in my life there is no sexual attraction in this card um so anyway i mean so basically like twist turns twist turns right there's you know not to go through all of it but 
Madison goes crazy, starts sabotaging his life, but then she starts going really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Shits him fired from his job at the hospital by almost killing this dude with, with meds. Um, yeah. She, um, she, so then he loses his job. Um, it's kind of revealed that, I guess she basically like tells Amy about what happened or somehow Amy finds out. Definitely. They have a huge fight, so he loses his girlfriend. Yep. Um, that was also actually, to talk about that, that was really strange. Mm-hmm. He, he tries to tell Amy, once he realizes Madison is really out to get him, mm-hmm. he goes to Amy's job and is like, she works at a restaurant and he's like, I need to talk to you. And we know that he's going to confess to her what happened. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'd love to, but I just took a break. Like, I'm not free for another, you know, until 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. And you have to get sleep for the meet. So they agree to meet tomorrow morning to talk, even though he really wants to talk to her right then. And then he comes into school and everyone at the school knows. Everyone. Everyone. But we never see, and we just see Amy burst into tears. I thought it was weird that we never knew, like, how did Madison tell everyone? And that seems really fast and really surprising that everyone would believe her. If yeah. it's like she's new, she doesn't even know that many people. Yeah. Like, it, what did she say? All the action happens like off the screen. Like, all the, like, how is like Madison Bell so proficient at being so conniving? It was also very bizarre because remember at this point, she's already dating his right. friend his Josh who's also on the and then team. his friend Josh continues dating her right and like sort of laughs at what ben happens yeah and continues dating her and it's like did, aren't wouldn't you be mad too yeah like I mean, they I felt both like, like why you know yeah I mean Josh I think had a very jealous thing for Ben so he was maybe like a little like shot of Freudian about what was going on but I agree like the whole Escalation happened. I'm just quickly. surprised that like his girlfriend slept with someone else oh, too. True, right? So I would think right, he right, would right, be right, mad right, right, also. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Minor details, of course. Um, did you notice the scene where so Ben eventually does get super angry and he goes and finds her when she's in the cello room that practicing? Is, thank you for reading that. Right? So then I was curious about your <laughs> she's thoughts in the cello about room this. at school. Yes, practicing cello, and he literally runs up to her very angry because I think this is when you know, she had already told Amy or some some similar kind of um, crazy action. And he basically, like, you know, really grabs her neck and shakes her. And um, she says, you should have told me that you like it rough. So that With whole Madison. dynamic, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, my takeaway from that scene is everyone, all of these teenagers are always left alone in <laughs> on school property. Exactly. Like, he also he already knows exactly where she'll be which is in this beautiful top floor like book lined windows flung open it's literally her in a cello in this giant room yeah like is that she's tree completely period? alone also she's always like coming up to him in the locker room and being like no one else means anything to me ben like josh doesn't mean anything to me when right. i'm with him i think of you which also again this is all unfolding over four days mm-hmm. so the fact that she has ruined his life started a new relationship like all of these things are happening in such a compressed time period. It's very impressive. But yeah, where is the supervision? Where are the chaperones? If <laughs> where at are the any teachers? point, where are the teachers? Yeah. In 2002, where there were really a lot of former juvenile delinquents who had the keys to their school swimming pool. Great point. Late night. Yeah. Um, should we get to the Should we get to the swim meet? Let's. Yeah. Get so, there. So, Ken, what happens at the swim meet? So we get to the the big day, the swim meet. This is right after his relationship with Amy has tanked. And so this was actually like kind of a tense, exciting team. You're like, uh, scene. You're like, Ben is not going to swim well, right? And Josh seems like top of the world, top of his game. And Ben like probably hasn't been sleeping. He's been mm-hmm. super stressed, really distracted. Oh, and he's been sleep. He's been swimming super badly in practice right. all week. His coach has been yelling at him because he's been so distracted. Um, so we think he's not going to do that well. But then they go in for, for drug testing before mm-hmm. the meet. And mm-hmm. right before the meet, it's revealed that he is tested positive for steroids. And so he freaks out. Everyone also believes it, both because they think he wants to go to Stanford and also because they think, you know, he used to be a drug addict. Um, so they're like, of course, of course he would do that. So he's kicked off the team and not allowed to compete and the Stanford recruits lose. But my question for you, Deanna, mm. and my kind of phone a friend here mm. was... Is it common practice to drug test before a high school swim meet? Such a good question. <laughs> such a good 
question and I had a similar one. So I did a little research, um, called up an expert, my friend Jane. Hi, Jane. Um, who her best events in high school, high school swimmer, best <laughs> events in high school, 100 back, 100 fly. Great. Um, she did, I think she walked on in college. Great. Not, not scouted though. And um, let's see, she says uh, she went to states every year in high school. And one year she made the semifinals. Top 16, question mark. We might have to go through the Hillsborough County uh, reviews to find out exactly what happened. Um, but she wow. says no mandatory drug tests in high school. No mandatory. And this is someone going to states. That's right. This is someone swimming college. Maybe. Maybe top 16. Um, what, what was your high school name and mascot? Oh, uh, King uh, King High School, the Lions. She was a lion. Go Lions. Swimming Lions. Roar. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she says no, no drug testing. No drug testing. So that the funny thing is it took me, again, at this point, three viewings before I kind of cottoned <laughs> on to that. But it was like, oh, yeah, that's like, God, of course. Also, how did Madison get access to steroids? And did she feed him steroids? Without his knowledge, or right. did she put? Oh, did fake, she uh, put fake urine? Yeah. Did she like eat steroids herself and urinate in it? It was <laughs> very confusing. Also, like she, I mean, she's only gone from loving him to hating him in about three hours. Yeah, I mean. So how did she source those steroids? No, I mean this woman is very crafty. Like I think we can go ahead and get into more of the the insanity, which is. You know, after his life is completely ruined by her, uh, she's still dating Josh, gets in a fight with him, mm. and then what happens next? Well, you find out that she's whacked him in the head and killed him. She kills Josh. This was also, I mean, this scene is crazy. Ben goes to blow off little steam, goes swimming in the pool one last time because he's kicked off the swim team. Yeah. He dives into the pool. No one else is around. Yeah. Is doing a lap, and he runs right into Josh's <laughs> dead body. Like, wait, so you just didn't see it when you dove into the pool like no. the dead body was in the it's not a big pool right you can right. see and the, the entire pool from every part of, of the pool yeah yeah and it was completely deserted but then he also does not expect to see he doesn't like look up to see if there anyone has just shoved a dead body into the pool yeah so that was like that was a little inconsistency but yeah so josh is dead the police think that ben did it mm-hmm. they all go to the funeral so sad yep um and this is where things really escalate. I mean, now that multiple lives were jeopardized. And I mean, just to kind of speed through the last part, we find out that she has some sort of obsession mm-hmm. with another guy back in New York, a high school baseball player who was really talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and through a bunch of machinations, we find out that, um, that Madison had dated this guy, loved him, and then... Um, got him into a car accident Mm -hmm. and he's now on life support in this like very spacious and beautiful Catholic hospital where the nuns are still wearing traditional (laughs) habits Yeah, and he has a room the size of my entire apartment where he's just lying there on a respirator yeah and all of his trophies are there all of his trophies are there and she has like a cello set up she has a cello set up yeah yeah so uh, Ben like you know stumbles upon this information ends up there sees this guy and while he's at the hospital, what happens next? Well, Madison Bell continues with her um, incredible ability to wreak havoc and basically runs Amy off of the road in uh, Ben's car, uh, runs her off the road while she's on a scooter. Amy is also like riding, <laughs> riding through the woods on a moped yeah. for no reason. No reason. This is <laughs> never... a truck behind her. <laughs> Gaining on her. We've had nothing to indicate. I mean, we've never seen the moped before. We don't going? know why is she in the middle of the woods. How does how does Madison know? How does Madison know where she is? Yeah. Um, so then Amy's in the hospital, and then now Madison has framed Ben for this incident as well. Totally, so many incidents, and he's basically just like, I mean. There's just so, I mean, Madison is just like constantly indecised, tries to kill Amy multiple times, right. tries to get to everybody, and they finally get her. They kind of entrap her. Yep. And Ben's friends, who had sort of abandoned him when he uh, when he cheated on Amy, um, one of his friends pops out. He's tricked Amy. He's tricked Madison into confessing. Yep. They have it all on 
camera. Yep. Please take her away. Please take her away. And you think the movie's done? Yes. I thought it was over. You're like, this is great. Happy ending. Amy is healing from her wounds from being like run off the road on her moped. (laughs) Um, And everything's fine. Right. We're off to San Francisco. That's what we think. We're off to San Francisco to our shared studio. But one last twist. What happens? Uh, Basically, Madison somehow kills the cops, get out of the cop car, gets out of the handcuffs, gets back to the hot, uh, no, gets back to where Amy is at home recovering. She's at, she's at, right, she's at Ben's home. Ben's home. So she first like knocks out Ben's mom, then knocks out Ben. With, with a swimming trophy. That's Did right. you notice that? She is obsessed with high school athletes. She is. She's an athlete, a jock chaser. Totally. Yeah. There must be a more clever term for that, but um, yeah, email us suggestions. <laughs> had to do it um so then uh and then she captures amy takes her to the pool Uh, and then somehow he knows this i found this to be very intense he know oh you missed this he knows because she sent him a page saying that's right fancy a dip that's right she paged him yeah his pager yep anyway so he runs to the pool and it's actually again i thought this was very intense so amy is in a wheelchair which i thought was i mean i guess they was like on loan from the hospital and i guess madison like went upstairs wheeled the wheelchair down the stairs carried amy down carried amy down the stairs went back for the wheelchair like all that was a little bit strange but somehow amy is in the pool with a wheelchair madison has cleverly taken the handcuffs (laughs) that the cops put on her before she killed them yes put them on amy handcuffed her to the wheelchair mm-hmm. Ben comes in and Madison is showing Amy the exact spot she's like look at it that's where we made love that's where we made love there's also something just so great yeah about calling it making love yeah. like that makes it yeah. so much creepier and like referencing and cheap saying like you told me you love me so we're at this like penultimate scene and Madison's just continually reiterating to Ben like you told me you loved me right you told me you loved me. It's back to that scene. It's like, this is her talisman. Yeah. And then what does she do? She she pushes Amy into the water. Amy in a wheelchair, handcuffed into the water. Handcuffed to the wheelchair. Which was a quite stressful moment. Which was really stressful. And at first I was like, oh, whatever, she can just swim up. And then I realized she's handcuffed. So Ben dives into the water, swimming as fast as he can to the wheelchair. Using those swimming skills. Using those swimming schools. But he's all on the other side of the pool. That's right. It's like Amy was underwater for a very long time. There's no, also no, like Amy is dead. <laughs> if the laws of, you know, biology are true, Amy yeah. is dead. Yeah. But he does, we, I mean, callback, it's very, very tense, but he finally realizes, um, that he has still Madison's bobby pin from the very first scene where he let her into her locker, which was an elegant right. little recycling, and used it to pick the handcuffs, get Amy out. Uh, somehow is able, I mean, Madison's trying to whack him with like a pool, pool cleaning thing. Cleaning. She pulls him in and hint him from before. She still hasn't learned to swim. Too busy making love that night. Didn't learn to swim and then she drowns. So she drowns in the pool. Yeah. Which also, which seemed a little bit like a lame way to go. That she's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's not that big of a pool. I mean, if you can't swim, would you really drown? Just, I feel like you could flail your way to the side. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel she's like, like less a weird than a body drown. length from. Right. The curb. The curb. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So that seemed a little impossible, but, um, yeah. so poor Amy at this point. Yeah, both like run off the road, been drowned. on, drowned. <laughs> been cheated on and drowned. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the end, and it's I actually thought the end was very poignant. We see it's like, okay, all of it's over, and we cut to a swim meet. There's one swimmer in the lead. He gets up out of it. They're like winner. Takes off his goggles, and you see it's not Ben. It's mm-hmm. one of his other teammates. Mm-hmm. And then you see Ben in the stands watching. They're like, wow. I don't know. This is what I mean about stakes. Like, and the movie ended so bittersweetly. Like, he gets in the car. Amy's in the car. She's not smiling. And they're kind of talking, and they just drive off together. It's like, wow. I mean, he had so much he was excited about in mm-hmm. his life. He had, like, the Stanford thing. He had swimming, whatever. 
and his career ended with him being kicked off. I don't know if the drug thing is going to... I presume since he wasn't in the pool, that means he's still off the team and he can't get the drug thing overturned. Yeah. Which seems unfair. I mean, yeah. it seems like the police could write a note and say <laughs> there was a psycho killer. Yeah. Psychosexual killer. Psychosexual killer. Yeah. But yeah, like, I think we end the movie feeling like, okay, he made one bad choice and a bunch of people died and... <laughs> Luckily, he and his girlfriend didn't, but I don't know. Like, Stanford's done, swimming's done, and who knows? Will they be able to recover from this? Do we even want them to? I don't know, but I think we might need a sequel. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I actually felt like it was a pretty sophisticated movie. Mm, interesting. I, yeah, I didn't I didn't catch on to as much I don't of that, know. But... I also, um, and I, people, I would say most people agree with you because I, <laughs> I looked it up and... On Rotten Tomatoes, it is 14%. Mm, that's right. Um, but I don't know. I just thought it was pretty... Sophist- I, I just thought it would have been so easy to make it a perfectly happy ending. Mm-hmm. Or a perfectly happy ending that was kind of maybe like looming fear. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she escaped. Mm. And we're like, what's she going to do next? But I think the fact that it's like, yeah, he he made this bad decision and he might not be able to repair the damage. Hmm. Kind of realistic. Kind of realistic. Kind of bittersweet. So yeah, that's that's Swim Fan. You know? Yep. So for our next segment, I thought we could play a little game called Get to Know the Cast. I've put together a couple of trivia questions about each of the actors who play the main characters in the movie, and you'll have multiple choice answers. So you'll tell me which which answer is true and um, which ones did I make up out of whole cloth. Awesome. Okay, I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. So, number one. Okay. Jesse Bradford starred in the U.S. remake of which popular Korean Romantic comedy. Oh boy. Okay. Was it A, My Sassy Girl, B, 100 Days with Mr. Arrogant, <laughs> C, 200 Pounds Beauty, D, Seducing Mr. Perfect, or E, Sad Movie? <laughs> <laughs> These are all real Korean movies. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, was it C, Seducing... 200 pounds? So C was 200 pounds beauty and D was seducing Mr. Perfect. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm going to choose C. 200 pounds per beauty, which I imagine is the Korean version of like Shallow Hal or something. It is. <gasps> what? Oh my God, so it he is. Did, he did the Korean remake? No, oh, he oh. wasn't in it, no, but it is. No, he should have done I that. think it is the Korean version of Shallow Hal. Um, no, he was in My Sassy Girl. Oh, okay. That's like the most famous like, that might be the only right. one I know. That is the only one Wait, so was knows. that released in theaters? Yeah. So, um, My Sassy Girl, 2008, um, the, uh, the summary is a sweet Midwestern guy with his life planned out for himself. That's always the case. That's always, always him. Yeah. Um, is wooed, groomed, and ultimately dumped by a complicated, elusive gal. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Is, is that in theaters? I feel like I'm like, oh, <laughs> interesting. I can't imagine Hallmark how he was Lifetime? pitched for that. They're like, it's going to be huge. huge. It was huge in Korea. It was huge in Korea. Huge all over Asia. Huge. Huge all over Asia. Should have done 200 pounds. <laughs> 200, 200 pounds beauty. Let's actually look up the 200 pounds beauty. Um, okay. 200 pounds beauty. A talented but obese girl who goes sings for a not-so-talented pop star, undergoes extensive plastic surgery to become a slender beauty with a new identity. Wow. So it's sort of like Singing in the Rain or, I don't know, like the Hilary Duff movie where she goes to Italy and sings mm. and looks like a pop star. I don't know. Huh. Tackles. Great. Yeah. 200 okay. pounds beauty. Yeah. Although I feel like the fact that she gets extensive plastic surgery... To become a 
slender, beautiful girl. Yeah, that's a pretty deep it's kind of plot twist <laughs> with a lot of counter feminist. Yeah. Also very Korean. Right. I mean, very it tackles a very cultural issue. Totally. Interesting. Okay, so that was question number one. You okay. got it wrong. Mm. Um, it was my sassy girl. You said two hundred pounds beauty. Question number two. Which of these is listed under the trivia section about Erica Christensen on her IMDb page? Mm. A. Unlike her swim fan villain, Madison Bell, she is a superb real-life swimmer. B. Erica is a member of the Church of Scientology. C. She is a talented singer. D. Born on the same date as Melissa Fumero. (laughs) Okay, okay. All right. I'm going to have to go with that last one because it sounds like trivia that would be on IMDb. Trick question. They're all true. Oh my gosh. <laughs> They're all. Also, wow. Melissa Fumero. Yeah, who is she? I don't know. She was on One Life to Live. If that's like the most celeb, common celeb birthday you got, that's, that's, that's yeah, a weird day. That's bizarre. Um Okay, so, so yeah, they're all true. She's a Scientologist. Singer. I did not know that. I know. And a superb s- swimmer. And singer. And singer. Wow. Okay. Very talented. Okay, question number three. So again, so you're batting zero for two so okay. far. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess you were right that D is correct because it was, but then they were all correct. Mm, right. So question <laughs> three. What is the name of a movie Shiri Appleby was in in 2015? Was it A, and I um, I provided name, titles and uh, summaries. Oh, again, great. one of these is great. a real okay. movie and a real okay. summary. The rest are made up movies that I made. Oh. Right, so they're not all four trues. What you're saying? They're not all four trues, and they're not even other movies. The first one, all the all of them were Korean movies. Um, this only one is a real movie. Okay, great. Okay, great. ready. So is it A, Nana's bracelet, <laughs> the touching story of a Holocaust survivor and oh. the granddaughter whose love life she saves by opening up about her past? Mm, okay. B, Teresa's promise, a young mother on life support's diary is found, revealing a secret past. That will trouble and ultimately save her family. C. The Devil's Candy. A struggling painter is possessed by satanic forces after he and his young family move into their dream home in rural Texas. Or D. <laughs> D. The Lawyer's Cleavage. <laughs> D, D. The Lawyer's Cleavage. <laughs> D. The Lawyer's Cleavage. Can sexy attorney Megan Maxwell nail her deposition before foxy Judge Hartwell nails her? I object. Oh, my. Oh, my. Well, I wish it was D, but I'm going to guess B, Teresa's notebook. (laughs) Teresa's promise. (laughs) Teresa's promise. Uh, Wrong. It's Uh, the devil's candy. See, the devil's candy. A struggling painter is possessed by satanic forces. God, that's a scary one. I know. I know. Bravo to D, though. (laughs) Thank you. I like the Megan Maxwell (laughs) bit. I Very object. good. Very good. I also liked Nana's bracelet. That was yeah, yeah. so zero for three for me. Zero for yeah, three. Yeah, so do so not know the cast and history of uh, Swim Fan very well. So number four. So the actor who plays Coach Simpkins. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you his name. Okay. Because that will give away the answer to the question. Maybe. What is the actor who plays what of what heritage is the actor who plays Coach Simpkin? Is he a Italian American? Uh-huh. B Syrian Jewish. Oh. C, Norwegian Inuit. D, Guatemalan Puerto Rican. Italian American. Wrong. What? He is B, Syrian Jewish. Oh my god. But it was god. listed on his IMDb page that he almost always does Italian American roles. Uh, and so everyone thinks he's Italian American, but he's Syrian Jewish. Well, what is his name? Dan Hendaya. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, question number five. I think we're on. What is so? Clayne Crawford is the name of the actor who played Josh, the okay. swimmer who is ultimately murdered in the pool. Okay. What is the name of Clayne Crawford's spouse? A. Is it A? Sunshine Kiki Brown. Oh my gosh. Okay. B. Bella Bella Langanella. <laughs> C. Fifi Dobson. D. Moses Girl Child Wexford. A. Sunshine. Sunshine yeah. what? Sunshine 
Sunshine Kiki Brown. It is A, Sunshine Kiki yeah! Brown. <laughs> One for five. Clayne's wife. <laughs> okay, and then the last one. C, six. What did Kate Burton, who plays the mom. Okay. Who is a very recognizable face. Yes. What did Kate Burton study in college? Oh my gosh. She studied A, economics at UCLA. B, dairy farming at New Hampshire Polytechnic. C, Russian studies at Brown. D, she actually went straight from high school to acting where she played an unnamed sexy girl in a Bond movie as her breakout role. Wow. Okay. I do recognize her from Scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to go with C, Which Russian else? literature at Brown. Yes. Yes. Two out of six. Not bad. Great. Not bad. I will also hand to you uh, excellent research finding out who Clayne's wife is. Thank you. Sunshine Kiki Brown. Yes. Never forget it. research there. Very good. Never forget it. This is my boyfriend, Ben Cronin. Nice to meet you, Ben Cronin. Madison Bell. Nice to meet you. Of course, I already know all about him. Amy just can't stop talking about her perfect boyfriend, even when I beg her to stop. One other trivia fun fact that I found um, as I was Googling Erica Christensen and Swim Fan is this article on wetpaint.com. Um, and like, I think the most interesting thing was that Erica was at the wet paint offices recently <laughs> to talk about her new partnership with Lean Cuisine. So that was kind of the one interesting fact that um, Googling. Erica Christensen and Swim Fan got me. Is that you know she endorses oh, yeah. Lean Cuisine. So. Lean Cuisine. Yeah. We could have been enjoying a Lean Cuisine during right. while watching this movie mm-hmm. while taping this episode. Um, okay, great. Great. You see that? Look, look, see right there. That's where we made love. Ben. Ben. She doesn't love you like I do, Ben. No one will ever. You can stop all this if you just admit it that you love me. I can't do that. Next, we're going to do um, one of my favorite segments that we do, which is actually look at some reviews of the movie by others who have seen it and maybe enjoyed it. So I've gone ahead and picked three of my favorite from Amazon.com. And um, I'm going to have uh, I'm going to have Ken read them. So why don't you start by reading the title as well? So this is the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Three stars. Only purchased to see Julia from Parenthood by Cindy D. Okay, movie. <laughs> Not my favorite. We just wanted to see some of Julia's prior work. So Julia must be Erica Christensen. Think, yeah, it's her character. How did they feel when they found out <laughs> Julia was a crazy bitch? Yeah, also just imagine... Also, like, I've seen Cop Parenthood. killer. She's a cop killer. Cop killer. Very wholesome on Parenthood. But also, honestly, like, a tertiary character. <laughs> so just, like, imagine loving her, a tertiary <laughs> so character upset. or loving Parenthood so much. You're like, With I Julia. must... Go back and see a movie she made 15 years uh, ago. I love it. Right? I also love, I imagine they didn't see like the critically acclaimed traffic and instead they just like True. straight to some fans. Straight to some fans. Or maybe her entire history, right? Maybe they did. Maybe they're completists. Okay, great. Second one. This one's a bit rude. So second review is um, four stars and the title dot 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 swim star meets a big boned Nordic girl who dot 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 cannot swim dot 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 by, of course, Jim. Okay. Oh my God, a big boned Nordic girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which we should really research her background. Uh, I mean, I could kind of see the Nordic. It, rude. Anyways. Also, on her trivia page on IMDb, one of the other things that I didn't mention because I thought it was so boring is that she is of Norwegian, Danish, Irish, Scottish, and English heritage. So she is, in fact. So, Jim, who is very rude but has a good eye. But also, you know, inappropriate. But then the review itself. A high school swim star meets a big boned Nordic girl who She's... looks like she could float easily, but really cannot swim at all. <laughs> <laughs> a sexual encounter leads to drama, Jim. Drama, Jim? No, drama, sorry. Drama, no, I period. I drama, Jim. Yeah, like, Jim, yeah. She killed. <laughs> I mean, he really was hung up on the fact that she quote couldn't she swim. She killed three people including two cops and tried to kill 
four others. No, I, he really just couldn't believe she couldn't. Couldn't get over. Also, <laughs> yeah. Jim, like, she's, you know, maybe if she wasn't as big bone, she wouldn't have this lucrative gig shilling for Lean Cuisine. That's right. But Jim, overall, very rude review. Rude yeah. review. I'm going to read the third one because it's written in a strange way, <laughs> and I've read it four times, so I can actually make sense of where the punctuation should go. Okay, fourth review, four stars. Real Truth of High School Swimming <laughs> by Joseph Render. Okay, so the review goes, hated her, hated her, loved his character. I was a swimmer. Everyone loved the swimmers in their town. I got called, quote, Speedo Boy incessantly, annoyingly. And the one dude who could have been Ben at my high school decided to play basketball sophomore year. And then he says, and we didn't have simple and sexy plastic black basic two inch size speedos they were purple and gold or purple and black mixed colors <laughs> so i reading the review halfway through got confused if he was actually reviewing that's more a of a review of high school his high school swimming experience well ken his title is real truth of high school swimming that's the name of his review but anyways that's uh those are you know my favorite reviews for swim uh, fan i love it i love it so with that let's give our own rating so we know rotten tomatoes rated it 14%. Yeah. Um, we saw that, I guess, Jim thought it was four stars, yeah. but fat shamed Eric Christensen. <laughs> That's right. Um, so what we like to do, or what we've just decided we like to do, is rate things on the um, the psychosexual scale. Um, so again, like, pumpkin spice thrillers kind of stands for psychosexual thrillers. Um, pumpkins for how scary things are. Spice for how sexy they are. So... Um, let's talk scary. How many pumpkins would you give us, Deanna? Mm-hmm. I mean, out of a, out of ten pumpkins, I would give it a solid eight. There was a lot of murder, bludgeoning, just and the wheelchair and the swimming pool scene. Well, so I feel like I thought it was scary, but I thought you didn't think it was scary. No, I I was frightened. I held my breath and gasped okay. audibly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What would you say? I feel like I would say. I would say seven seven pumpkins. I okay. was pleasantly surprised by how intense things got. Yeah. And I did think that last twist at the end where she kills the cops was very surprising. Yeah. All right. Good point. Okay. What so, about Spice then? Yeah. Spice. How sexy. I felt like... I don't know. I mean, again, I feel like I'm just going to be grading on a curve, right? But I feel like I have to give it eight. Um, shakes of cinnamon mm. because just for that one scene where yeah. they're in the pool that was a very sexy scene that was a shockingly sexy scene for a teen movie yeah i would i would i mean i would have to agree probably eight pumps of pumpkin spice eight just like in that scene the spice oh yeah right oh, yeah oh. that scene was a lot i uh i think very memorable um and yep. very out there for a teen movie yep absolutely